Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 3, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from culinary sleuthing to recipe ideas and interviews with people who are passionate about food and delicious adventures. So join me here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some laughs, conversation, and I welcome you at my table always. So if you're ready, let's jump into our next food adventure together right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast, season three, what? And I'm your host, Beth Fuller. I can't believe it's season three. If you're new, if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. You have a lot of catching up to do. No, no pressure, no pressure. You've been here through all the seasons. Well, I love you and thank you for listening to me every week chattering away. And you know what I'm going to say, don't take notes. I've taken all of your notes, so head on over to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, take in that amazing food, product, and lifestyle photography. It's what I do for a living. So if you need photos, I'm your gal. Hit me up. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any 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 kind i'm your gal send me an email let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and of course tag me in all of your food adventures on instagram at let's go on a food adventure all right you guys let's do this let's go on a food adventure hi everyone how's it going oh my god it's been forever i miss you all so much life has just gotten in the way (laughs) it's been okay so it's April now I'm coming on to record like a nice little snack size episode so it's just you and me me and you together chatting catching up it's been so long since I've recorded it's been so long since we've sat down to talk March was a shit show well the first half of March was a shit show um As you may or may not know, I mentioned it briefly in, I think, two episodes. Our sweet little fur baby, Oliver, had a little bout with a tumor on his leg, which turned out to be cancerous. We believe we got it all. It's a mast cell tumor, stage two, very slow growing. The doctor got, like, the margins, decent margins when he took it out. So he's on a little bit of Benadryl every day which I guess helps slow the growth of mast cell tumors in pups and um he is back to his old fluffy self thank god it was horrendous though the first the two weeks after he had surgery we did not sleep we slept in shifts because the cone of shame would not work for him and the location of where the tumor was on his leg he could even still get at it with we tried everything I mean like everything under the sun and then finally thanks to Sean Hayes from the Smartless podcast him and his husband Scotty were having a similar issue with their pup and um, they had to sleep in shifts and he was talking about it on the like one of the beginning parts of an episode a while ago and when I heard him say it I was like wow, that's a really good idea. That's a really, in this case, (laughs) this is our plan C. And that's exactly what we did. I would go to bed 
as early as I possibly could and then wake up at 1 a.m. And Todd would stay up with Oliver until 1 a.m. And then I would wake up, go downstairs and hang out with him until I got to go to sleep really the next day. Um, It was brutal. We were zombies for weeks. Um, I've never had an infant, so I don't know what this like sleeplessness feels like when you uh, have newborns, but but I can tell you right now, I never want to experience it because two weeks of no sleep was, um, it was so, it was so bad. It really was so bad, but we're on the other side of it now. Everything's great. Um, Oliver's definitely beyond on the mend. He's doing really wonderful. So thank you for all of, um, the emails, the checkups, the check-ins, Uh, So many of you reached out and asked how he's doing. Uh, I really, truly appreciate it. And he is doing fantastically. We all are. So that was great. But that was like, even though it was only two weeks in March, it felt like it was a thousand years. And then uh, work just got real busy with shoots and clients and meetings and shoot prep and editing. And it's been so much fun. It's just then taking me away from the podcast and checking in with you guys. So here I am checking in. Spring is sprung. Spring is springing all around us. And with all this wonderful springing is springing uh, all over our country, there is shit storms brewing. And just because I'm not talking about it on this podcast or posting about it on in social doesn't mean that I'm not, I don't give a shit. And I do care. And I am very much up to speed as best as I can be with what's happening. And um, I'm just going to briefly say we need much, 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 much stricter gun laws in this country. I am always been against gun violence and I don't own a gun. I will never own a gun. I don't shoot guns. And I don't, I I just, it, blo- it absolutely, I am gobsmacked. I am just, I don't know what, I, I don't think it's, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm furious with that. What's going on with women's reproductive rights, again, all over our country. What the fuck? And then, uh, of course, Tennessee. I stand with the three in Tennessee. I think what the Republican Party is doing there is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Banning drag shows in our country? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Banning books? Banning, like, Give me a break. And then inserting, I'm, okay. And last but not least, I mean, I can keep going on, but this is not a political podcast. And last but not least, I really hope Donald Trump rots in a jail cell for the rest of his life. (laughs) I hope the legal system takes care of that orange troll doll because, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. God damn it. Okay. Let me get off my soapbox for one second and back to our regularly scheduled food podcast. Okay, and back to food. This segment of the podcast I'd like to call, what's cooking good looking? What have I been cooking in my kitchen? Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so I have been making so many yummy things recently. So many. And this may check one, two, sorry to rub my eye, three, four, maybe all of your boxes. I don't know. But I'm just going to come right out and start guns blazing. 
like I did just two seconds ago with something else. Uh, the Bon Appetit Cacio Pepe Focaccia. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. That piece of bread is so effing good. If you like Cacio Pepe pasta, which is basically cheese and pepper pasta, this focaccia is so reminiscent of that pasta dish in the best way possible. The only thing I did to change this recipe around was instead of just straight up Pecorino Romano, which I have a very soft spot in my heart for, my grandfather, it reminds me so much of my childhood. Every time I open a wedge of it, I can smell my grandfather. I can smell the kitchen. I can I can 100% visualize exactly where it is in his freezer. I know exactly... Like he used to buy these huge wheels of it and this local market in his town in Erie, Pennsylvania, and then grind it up and then give it to all of us, all of his kids throughout the country. He would come and visit and you would, you, he would leave you cheese, most likely a thing of pepperoni and, um, probably broke something that he was trying to air quotes fix in your house. And that was always his parting gifts. Anyway, the Pecorino Romano, if you've never had it or you don't know it, it's a sheep's milk based cheese similar to Parm. It just has a different flavor to it. Um, it's used a lot in Southern Italian cooking. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, so it has a soft spot in my heart. This recipe calls for just straight up Pecorino. I did a mix of Parmigiano Reggiano and Pecorino and then followed the recipe exactly as is. It came out so effing good. I would, I'm not only, I mean, I will definitely make this again. I made it last night um, and we had this cabbage. It's not going to sound good, but it really was good. I've got a, another soft spot in my heart for um, braised or sauteed green cabbage. It just, when it's done right, it almost tastes kind of sweet and buttery. I know that sounds crazy, but it does. It does. It has to be done in a certain way. And it, it's so delicious. So um, it was a soup that was like a cabbage uh, potato and leek soup with chicken stock. And you just kind of cook the hell out of it. And then you top it with more parm on top. And it was really good. And the bread was incredibly good for dunking or just snacking on the side. Um, so that I highly, highly recommend. I will link it in the show notes. You probably need a Bon Appetit account in order to access the recipe. Um, but it's so, so, so good. I'm also obsessed with matcha. Uh, I mean, who isn't? I love matcha. I love iced matcha lattes. I love matcha lattes. I feel very fancy when I get a matcha. I feel very, I'm not a millennial, but I feel like I could be a millennial or like a Gen Zer, um, sipping my matcha. I, I feel like it's when I'm on like, certain shoots or sets or even just out and about. Um, I had one on Newberry Street the other day in Boston with my sweet, sweet cousin. And um, I love now making them at home. And there is a brand that I highly recommend if you like a sweet matcha. You can get it. I know you can buy it online. You can definitely get it in Whole Foods. And I've also seen it at Wegmans for sure. And it's um, the Rishi. I could be pronouncing this wrong, but R-I-S-H-I-T. Like their tea is in like T A T. 
Um, anyway, it's a sweet matcha powder. It's not too expensive. It's a, in a smaller box. So, uh, and it's not like a little goes a long way. I actually kind of like a stronger matcha latte iced or hot either way. It is a little on the sweeter side. So it is a little indulgent in that way if you're watching your calories or sugar, but it is delicious. And for $6 for a little box of it, uh, you can make a, a couple of lattes at your leisure at home if you don't want to go out or if you don't live in a nice, I wouldn't say nice neighborhood, but like a bougie area that has bougie coffee shops that make you matcha. That's not Starbucks. I don't care. No offense, Starbucks. Like no tea, no shade. Not my favorite. No. Mm -mm. Flower Bakery. Big, big round of applause for Flower Bakery in Boston. Um, you have hands down my favorite matcha, iced matcha latte, without question, with a little simple syrup in there. Mm, chef's kiss. Uh, moving on. There is this like, and I want to find the name of it. So bear with for a second, because we're going to do like a real time fact check. Uh, there's this salad from the New York Times. I made it. Oh, it looks really good. You know, like when you open you on the web, like your New York Times home, like page and whatever the home page is with the picture. A jammy deviled egg. Oh, God, that sounds so good. I just saved it. Okay. So there is this salad that I made the other day, and it's kind of like a chopped everything salad. It has tons and tons and tons of fresh herbs in it, like big pieces of fresh herbs, almost like if the herbs were part of like the lettuce vibe, like think that. Um, okay, I'm going to salivate talking about it because I'm not even hungry, but this is making me hungry. Uh, I use pita chips, but they want you to like toast pita. So just go for the pita chip. Pita chips, romaine, chickpeas, cucumber, good olives, scallions, and then avocado, feta, and a ton of herbs like dill, basil, parsley, mint, all of that. And it's like a Dijon shallotty dressing. Mm, so good. We ate two huge bowls of this the other night for dinner. Highly recommend it. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Allison Roman's pasta and clams with the spicy breadcrumbs. Oh, if you have access to fresh clams, like little necks, if you can get the manila ones, if you can get cockles, if you can get what, whatever. So good. So good. And I really do. And I've made this like a few different uh, rest, uh, bloggers and food magazines and cookbooks have all the suggestion of making like toasted this like toasted breadcrumb topping with fresh herbs and panko and toasted garlic and you kind of like fry it all in a little bit of oil in a pan and then you sprinkle it on top of your pasta just for texture and more flavor it's so good it is I, I usually have if we're having pasta now I kind of always have it like ready to go also really good on pizza does it get soggy, you ask? It does. It does a little bit. So I kind of sprinkle as I go. I'm salivating again thinking about this. So then like it does, it's not like a soggy mess in the bottom of the bowl. If that happens, quesara, sarah. It's all good. Um, it reminds me of when I was in Brazil, they have this, and I might pronounce this wrong, so I'm sorry, Brazil. This condiment that comes on the table usually when you're eating somewhere in Brazil called farofel I believe it's called that and it's manioc flour that's toasted 
in a similar way. So very interesting, very delicious. One more thing. Well, two more things, but one more thing for sure. There's this um, chicken tortilla soup that Mark Bittman for the New York Times did. It's so good. It's so good. It is not, it's, it's a very simple soup. I even used a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store to make this and you make your, do you make the stock? It was so good. It was really rich and really delicious and it didn't have a ton of stuff in it. If you've ever eaten tortilla soup from, um, uh, in Mexico or like a more authentic place, they tend not to put a ton of stuff in it. It's very simple. The broth is very flavorful. I'm so, again, salivating thinking about this. This is that. This is not like it doesn't have cumin in it. It doesn't have a ton of, it doesn't have like chili powder in it or anything like that. Like that. It has like a chipotle pepper. Um, and it's just really simple, really good, really flavorful. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, I got to stop talking about food. I'm getting, I mean, this is a food podcast, but I am starving, starving. And it's 930 in the morning and I really ate breakfast not too long ago. All right, next topic. Okay, this segment I would like to call, What You Been Watching? <laughs> Isn't this fun? This is totally fun. So I have a problem. I am a Bravo-holic. I am. I watch so much Bravo reality TV and it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so good. And I have so many thoughts. I really do. I mean, if you want to get into it, we don't have to. But if you want to get into like the Real Housewives of New Jersey, the Miami reunion, Vanderpump rules, boo, I got you. I Oh, and of course, girls trip to Thailand. Come on, come on. Um, it's all trash. I realize that. I also realize it's probably pretty scripted and heavily edited. But um, like a good bag of Oreos, I will sit there and eat them all and then have a stomachache after. That's how I feel about watching Bravo. I will watch it all and then have a headache after. And I don't care. I really don't care. Um, Team Ariana, if anyone wants to know, for Vanderpump Rules, obviously. And uh, the New Jersey Housewives, I've been watching since the very first season, and it still doesn't get old. And can we, if anyone out there <laughs> watches it or has watched the last two episodes, what is with Dolores's makeover when they do the one-on-one, -on -one, like, confessionals? Dolores from the future does not look like Dolores now. What in the actual fuck is going on with that? So if you watch the show, please weigh in, email, call, write, whatever. Tell me what your thoughts are on this because me and a couple of my close friends were texting about it the other day and I was like, I had to do like a double take. I was like, what did she have done? Like, I can't, I just, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. Um, one show that I cannot recommend enough, if you're a fan of Ted Lasso, like who doesn't love the new season of Ted Lasso, can't get enough of it, wish time would slow down. So I, I'm trying desperately to savor each episode um, and I will rewatch them at least twice. So <laughs> once the season is over in the entirety, I will rewatch the entire season 
again, at least twice. Um, Shrinking. One of the best shows I have seen in, again, a long time. Ted Lasso people are involved with it. Like Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. He, I think, is a writer and EP or maybe EP director. I don't know. I don't exactly know. I mean, we're obviously really close, but he didn't mention it to me the last time we chatted. So uh, the cast has like Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, Harrison Ford, Luke Tenney, Heidi Gardner, like a, a boatload of awesome. And that's just to name a few. Like it's a, it's really got a great cast. And like it's just a really, really well done show. So if you like the vibe of Ted Lasso, I cannot speak highly enough about shrinking. So definitely check it out. It's on Apple TV. Um, and of course, the, the biggest food centric show I'm watching is Top Chef. Um, Top Chef World, the new season. I don't know if it's called Top Chef World. Maybe. I don't know. And Padma's new show is coming out on Hulu. Uh season her newest season of it um taste the nation which i'm really looking forward to the new top chef i think it's really interesting to hear from the other contestants on the other versions of iterations of top chef around the world and like you can tell the rules are different in different countries um in terms of like how much time they get for cooking challenges and stuff like that because some of the other contestants who are not from the u.s are kind of like wait you're only giving us this amount of time like this is bananas so i think that's really interesting um i still don't know who's gonna win i mean buddha is so good he's always been so good i really hope sarah wins i would love to see her win I'm a, i've been a huge fan of hers for a long 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 time um there's a whole bunch of people that should win <laughs> but uh, if i had to make an early prediction i would say sarah or buddha those are those are my two. Those are my two that I, I want to see go the distance. And then, of course, of course, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. Season finale this week. Ooh, ooh. I am going to say I really do think it's down to Sasha Colby or Anitra. Um, I called that from the beginning, even though I didn't call it on here, just in general. So if you're a Drag Race fan, weigh in. Let me know what you think. And uh, can't wait to see who takes home the crown. Uh, oh, actually, I think this week is the chat and chew with everyone. And then next week is the finale. So you have plenty of time to weigh in. All right. Next topic. So as I'm sitting here recording the podcast, I get a listener question from my mother. So I figured... Rather than texting her back, <laughs> we just put it on the podcast so she can listen to it. So <laughs> Michelle in Florida writes, who will soon be in New Hampshire, but Michelle in Florida writes, I'm looking for a new, mostly vegan cookbook. I really like my love and lemons, although it isn't all vegan. Do you have any other suggestions? All right, Michelle in Florida. All right, that's some like real time podcasting for you um and plus it's just so funny because I'm not going to text her back and she'll listen to this tomorrow morning and be like Bethy oh, Bethy you're so oh, I can't Bethy yeah I know I can hear it too um so now I'm not just going to use I'm, I'm gonna I know she wants to cook out of this and she, I don't know 
some a, a cookbook I've mentioned before because she just my mother is not going to make like vegan trash can nachos right like that's not her vibe she's she wants to make like a healthy I don't know veggie stir fry or something like maybe a vegan curry maybe maybe anyway um unbelievably vegan by Charity Morgan I think is fun I think it's got like some fun dishes to it like you know a smoky jambalaya with black and veg a cajun caesar salad with crispy black eyed peas and cornbread croutons like i just think it's got some um really fun dishes she's puerto rican and creole like heritage so i think she leans into that a little bit more in addition to just some modern like i don't know not trash can nachos but do you know what i mean like just Something different than just a straight up, here's a healthy salad kind of vibe. Um, another one that I think is interesting is called The Modern Tiffin On The Go Vegan Dishes with Global Fare by Priyanka. And Priyanka, I'm really sorry, I might pronounce your last name wrong. Nakati, N-A-I-K, Nakat, Nakat maybe? Anyway, um, if you know how to pronounce that, please let me know. It's a really interesting cookbook. It's taking a nod to her heritage and incorporating just like yummy food, like a tofu banh mi, Bangkok inspired street noodles with toasted coconut peanuts, a coconut masala stuffed okra. Like that to me is really interesting food. It's not just like, here's some here's a vegan enchilada with some cashew cheese like no no that but that's not me that's not me so um I'm gonna I'm suggesting fun ones for my own soul uh another one's this speaking of soul the sweet potato soul Jenny Claiborne uh again interesting one um she's kind of dipping into some more southern ingredients which I think just sound interesting you know I, there's always any of Yotam Antelangi's books I think are very vegetarian forward um they do they're not vegan but they're very vegetarian forward um East Meets Vegan by Sasha Gill I think is another interesting one again it's I, I'm leaning more towards regions that normally wouldn't probably insert that much dairy into their dishes to begin with because I'm not really into non-dairy dairy does that make sense (laughs) plant-based dairy is not my thing um personally I would rather eat dishes that just don't naturally have dairy in them and then enjoy dishes with dairy differently that that's just my how I choose to eat um so I think that's a really interesting cookbook. I, I'm I can keep going. I I know she's only looking for one. So those are the ones that I would recommend for now. And um, you know, she'll listen to the podcast and probably put something in her Amazon cart. But I'll link these in the show notes to make it that much easier for her. Next topic of conversation. Okay, okay. In this last segment, I'd like to call. What you been eating out in the world? Does that even make sense? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
So we, like I said, have been kind of homebound over the last few weeks, but we have been out and about a little bit. And one of the places that we went, we went on an old school where this is the name of the pot, how the name of the podcast originated. We went on an old school food adventure, which I fucking love. And our dear, dear friends, you remember Kristen, my gorgeous close friend, Kristen from the podcast. She is also my personal trainer and one of my closest, nearest and dearest soul sisters. I love her with every ounce of my being. Her and her husband, Tom, who I absolutely love as well. uh, We went out, the four of us, on a fun food adventure getting Cambodian food. I have never had Cambodian food. I've wanted to eat it. And there is a town not too far from us in Massachusetts that has a huge Cambodian population. And it was so good. It was so flavorful. It was so much fun to just kind of like order the whole left side of the menu kind of vibe. We all got a bunch of different things. Um, Turns out, this is a fun fact, that... uh, and also, let me just also back up and say, and I'll link the restaurant into the show notes if you do live locally and you want to go. They were very kind. They explained, it wasn't intimidating at all. They explained um, how the menu broke down, how it kind of worked, how to order. Um, for example, they're not going to bring you water unless you ask for it because really in Cambodia, they're only drinking hot tea with their meals. That's just how it is. And they have this beautiful house tea. It's like a jasmine kind of blend. It's very subtle. It was so good because I'm not a huge fan of um, florally jasmine teas or Earl Grey. It's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. But um, not that those are two similar teas. They're very different teas. I just don't like overly floral tea. Anyway, I back the train up. So the whole experience was absolutely lovely. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And they have these pickled vegetables that are to die for and you can buy them by the tub as you're leaving in their little to-go cold refrigerator section as you're walking out and I highly recommend doing it and then I snacked on them for an entire like week um excuse me I don't think they really lasted a week I think it was like a couple of days but so good they were so good so Cambodian food kind of reminded me of like Vietnamese sort of in terms of like there was a lot of lemongrass and ginger and some chili and aromatics and it's definitely uh, built flavors built upon each other um lots of stir fries and rice dishes and soup and it was so good uh definitely a balance of like sweet, spicy, sour kind of vibes. It it just, it was really flavorful. If you go, the portions are on the larger side. So I wouldn't say, I would I would order a ton and then just eat it later for dinner or something like, like to bring it home, take your leftovers home with you. Um, definitely shareable, really interesting. And like not like bogged down with like heavy sauces or it's like the flavors kind of like packed into the actual marinades and of the dishes um, from at least what we ordered and from our standpoint. So I'm not going to say like I won for what I ordered and ate. It was uh, it was my favorite thing that I tried. It's this like stir fried lemongrass beef dish. It was so good. And again, I'm not even going to try to uh, attempt to pronounce um, 
these dishes in Cambodian. I don't speak Cambodian. And your language is absolutely beautiful. And I really don't want to offend anyone by trying um, because it's just, I'm, yeah. So I, I, uh, I'm sorry that I'm not going to attempt to try to name these dishes in Cambodian, but just bear with. Mm, I don't know if Todd, I think Todd might have gotten the grilled pork with broken rice. It, it, I think it was him. It was either him or Tom got it. I can't remember which one got it, but that looked really good. I didn't try that one. And then uh, Kristen got this beautiful mango fried rice that looked, that was incredible. Not looked incredible, was incredible. And Todd got, I feel like he got like a pork stir fry dish with tons of ginger in it, which was really, really good. The one thing I will say that this is not, if you have a dietary restriction, I probably wouldn't go. Meaning that like, unless it's something you just know, like if you're vegan, I don't, I don't know if Cambodian food is for you. I'm sure there are vegan restaurants that are Cambodian, that are Cambodian restaurants that are vegan friendly. And I'm sure there's dishes that are, um, we didn't eat any of them. (laughs) If you're vegetarian, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing there's probably shrimp paste in a lot of the bases of uh, these dishes or fish sauce. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't, I haven't like really dove into the ins and outs of the intricacies of these dishes, but that's kind of, because in Vietnamese food, there's, that's kind of the vibe. So I'm just going with that. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But um, if you know more, please let me know. The other thing that I wanted to try that we did not get to was um, this, and it's very popular. It's the steamed fish. It's like a coconut milk steamed fish in a banana leaf that looked really good. Um, Wanted to try it. I know it has a very specific texture to it um, because of the way that it is cooked. And I think it's considered like their national dish. So if you know any more about Cambodian food, please let me know. But it was such a fun food adventure with friends. It really live for that kind of stuff. So get out there in the world and explore because there's nothing better than eating the crap out of a new country. Really, truly with like really good food with really good friends and good conversation. Okay, let's wrap this party train up. Okay, we did it, friends. We did it. Mini episode in the books you and me chatting away talking about life things inspiration um so thanks for being here and if you've got questions for the podcast shoot me an email let's go on a food adventure gmail.com if you uh want to follow me on instagram I, it's like how do i do this i you think it'd be like riding uh i was gonna say a, a horse <laughs> that's not a thing riding a bike that would be i think that's how the saying goes um, okay, let's try this again. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure and uh, make some yummy food together this weekend. Lead with kindness. And hopefully next week I will get my act together and I will have a full episode for you with a good friend of mine who uh, is going to teach you a lot. All right. Sayonara. See you next week. Bye.